بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين باب في الغسل واما الطهر فهو من الجنابه ومن الحيضه والنفاس سواء فان اقتصر المتطهر على غسل الغسل دون الوضوء اجزاءه so remember we said tahur is on the same wazan it's on the same meter as the word ghusl and it means the same thing uh, at least for the purpose of this book uh, so tahur yani ghusl uh, it is what lifts a person from the state of janaba. Janaba is the major state of ritual impurity, uh, uh, which happens uh, after uh, uh, one of a number of things that were mentioned earlier uh, uh, in, in this dars, uh, which are the uh, ejaculation of, uh, uh, of a man, meaning the, the exit of uh, semen from, from him in spurts, uh, in pleasure, uh, whether it be through sexual intercourse uh, or uh, 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 anything as minor as even if a person uh, experiences this just from thinking about uh, just thinking about somebody or through a wet dream, um, and it also occurs for when the the hashafa, the the head of the male member, uh, enters into the female private part. Uh, it also occurs. Uh, when uh, um, it also occurs when a woman is in uh, menses, it also occurs, uh, or it also the state occurs when a woman is in postnatal bleeding. So in any of these cases, uh, a person once uh, those things are done, uh, they need to uh, remove themselves from major ritual impurity. Then they do so through ghusl. Uh, uh, and it is sufficient for a person to make ghusl uh, without making wudu. But from the sunan of uh, the sunan of ghusl, as he's about to mention, وَأَفْضَلُ لَهُ أَنْ يَتَوَضَّأَ بَعْدَ أَنْ يَبْدَأَ بِغَسْلِ مَا بِفَرْجِهِ أَوْ جَسَدِهِ مِنَ الْأَذَى ثُمَّ يَتَوَضَّأُ وُضُوءَ الصَّلَاةِ فَإِنْ شَاءَ غَسَلَ رِجْلَيْهِ وَإِنْ شَاءَ أَخَّرَهُمَا إِلَىٰ آخِرِ غُسْلِهِ uh, 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 so the first thing a person should do, should start with, is to remove the uh, ritual impurity from their body, from their private parts and anywhere else that it may be on their body. Um, thereafter, uh, then it's mustahab for the person to make wudu like the wudu that a person makes before salat. If they wish to, they can wash their feet at this time and if they wish to, they can. Uh, they can delay washing their feet until the end of the entire ghusl. So they can start the wudu, everything other than the feet. Uh, and the reason why a person would delay washing their feet to the end of the ghusl is what? Is that uh, a man, if he touches uh, his private part, uh, um, and by the private part, I specifically mean the penis rather than any of the other private parts. If he touches it with the batin al-kaf, the inside of the hand or fingers or the sides of the the palm of the hand of, or, or the, the 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 sides of the fingers then it invalidates wudu uh and so if the person makes the entire wudu in the beginning there's a little bit more takalluf and difficulty in washing the feet uh whereas repeating washing your face and your hands and things like that wiping your head is not that big of a deal so uh, a person if they wish to they can delay washing their feet until the uh, until the end of the until the end of the ghusl but it is uh, it is mustahab that a person start with start with the first what removal of najasa from their from their body and then thereafter with the 
um, with the wudu, and they have the option of delaying their washing their feet uh, in the case that they uh, intentionally because they want to wash or accidentally uh, uh, touch their uh, the, a man touches his private part with his uh, the inside of his hands or the side of his hands obviously that's not an issue for the women so uh, um, I, I wouldn't see why they would have to delay uh, but they also I guess have the option ثُمَّ يَغْمِسُ يَدَيْهِ فِي وَيَرْفَعُهُمَا غَيْرَ قَابِذٍ بِهِمَا شَيْئًا فَيُخَلِّلُ بِهِ بِهِمَا أُصُولَ شَعْرِ رَأْسِهِ So then a person does what? At this point their hands are clean. Obviously their hands were cleaned at the beginning of the wudu. Um, they dip their hands into the vessel from which they are going to uh, take this uh, purificatory ritual bath. Um, and obviously we don't we don't take the bath from vessels so you just wet your hands and then the person pats there uh, uh, or sorry not pats but the person puts his uh, finger runs his fingers through his hair or her hair on his head uh, um, so you don't necessarily lift the water out of the vessel but he's saying just you dip your hands you wet your hands and then just r run your fingers through your hair obviously I don't have a whole lot of hair to run my fingers through on my head but uh, uh, you, you run your fingers through your hair. The point of the takhlil is what? To make sure that the water reaches the scalp. To make sure that the water reaches the scalp. ثُمَّ يَغْرِفُ بِهِمَا عَلَى رَأْسِهِ ثَلَاثَ غَرَفَاتٍ غَاسِلًا لَهُ بِهِنَّا Then a person will take three, uh, 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 like two cupped handfuls of water and then release them on, on their head. The point of starting with the head is, is amongst other things, it's a sunnah. To uh, to start with the head, and the Prophet also started with three, uh, 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 three ghurafat, uh, three like cupped hands of water uh, uh, on his head, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and so did the azwaj mutahharat and the riwayat uh, that are from them with regards to the ghusl. Um, but the other, I guess, very like like common sense reason is what is that because of gravity, the same water is going to then. Uh, wet the rest of your body as well. If you start with your feet, you you know you don't get that. You're not going to get the, the the maximum, I guess, uh, uh, washing out of that uh, out of the same every drop of water. وتفعل ذلك المرأة وتضغث شعر رأسها وليس عليها حل عقاسها. And a, a woman will also start her ghusl in the same same manner, uh, um, but uh, she has the uh, she has the, uh, um, I guess, the rukhsa that she can put, instead of having to, uh, what you call, touch the entire scalp with the water, she can, dhaqt uh, um, is like to press something, she can, she can take her wet hands and just press over the surface of, the, of, of her braids, she has braids. And actually, even if a man has braids, they can do so. Uh, even if a man has braids, uh, he can do so. Give as long as the braids are not like like so tight, or mixed with some something else, uh, or interlocked with something else. Like some people put like threads into their braids, you know, for like whatever. So if there's so many of them that the the, the water is not going to get to the uh, get to the uh, get to every hair because of that, then they have to undo they have to undo them and make dakhli like a, like uh, like was mentioned before but otherwise a person who has braids they just they can just press over the top of them so that the water gets in as much as it can as much as it gets in
as long as the braids are again are not so tight that the the water doesn't get inside. And uh, 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 the Mashaikh of the Madhab said that this this although it's mentioned here because women more frequently have braids than men do, but uh, they mentioned that it's permissible for a man. Uh, um, uh, it's permissible for a man who has braids as well, and uh, uh, in fact, uh, um, uh, uh, I think the Dasuki Dasuki actually says that uh, um, uh, says that he gives a caveat that as long as his braids are not made in the way that a woman's braids are, because he says I don't think that there's any hilaf that that would be haram. And so the thing that's haram, the the, the relaxation and the the rule of the Sharia also is then taken away, and because uh, 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 in the Maliki fiqh, <coughs> it's uh, you know loopholes are loopholes are 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 closed, uh, because uh, the intent of the law is uh, given consideration as lo- as well as the letter of the law. Uh, so uh, I know this is like a big issue now. It seems like, mashallah, at one time I thought I was the only person in America that wasn't gay. Now I feel like I'm the only person who's not trans. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and as things are going, I'm probably going to be the only person who like thinks I'm, you know, whatever, not a dolphin. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, anyway, khair. Uh, so, uh, 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 the... Uh, uh, and if someone's like, oh, that was really mean, Hamza. If somebody is gay or if somebody even for that matter is like transgender, the point of that comment was not to mock you. The point of the comment was like, okay, you're a human being, you have your issues. I have some sympathy for you. As much as you may look at me and not think I do, I do have sympathy for you. But at the same time, sympathy doesn't mean that this is like going to be a way of life that we promote. Right? Yes. Mulan Hamza is like a little bit overweight. Right? Does it make me any less of a human being? Does it? it? Makes you more <laughs> in a very literal sense, yes, it does make me more of a human being. But we're not we're not looking at it in that in that literal. We're not you know this Ibn Hazm. It's not the Zahiri Madhab Dars, right? So the answer is that 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 unless you're Ibn Hazm or a Zahiri, then it doesn't make me more any more or less of a human being. I'm just as human. But that doesn't mean that like you know we should promote like you know okay, you know okay, obesity in children or whatever. So they grow up and be obese people just like Hamza. It's just an issue. I'm going to work through it. You don't have to mock me for it, but at the same time, you know, I don't expect people to promote it. In fact, I can see why there's a harm in promoting it. Uh, that's all. That's all I'm trying to say. And if a person still feels that that's hate or whatever, you know, I'm sorry. I couldn't make you happy. Uh, but uh, that's that's kind of is what it is. Um, so so yes, the 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 braids don't have to be undone. Uh, uh, rather, it's permissible just to take the the, the wet hands and, and press the water. Uh, into the into the braids as long as they're not so tight as to be like a solid substance right like some dreads are like that right that they're so they're so like tight and they have like wax or like whatever other like uh, dread sauce in them I don't know I'm not like a expert or nothing but like some of them look like you know from the outside they look like water does it does it is it true does anyone know anyone it depends on it I used to have wax it depends is there a type of like I I think like maybe like the like more like Rastafarian ones the water would get into, but like the more like, you know, like, like the women, the ones that women get to like, you know, for, for like for beautification purposes, those are probably a bit more tight, aren't they? Yeah. So, uh, uh, um, the, yeah. So if the water can't get in, then they, they have to be, they have to be, uh, opened. 
please don't kill me for that. If someone just spent like $300 getting their hair did, uh, <laughs> I'm just a messenger. Uh, so, uh, So then a person will wash their uh, right side of the body, uh, starting from the top going down and then the left side of the body. Uh, um, and uh, uh, will wipe. Not not only will they pour water, but after the water is poured, they'll also they'll also rub the dalk, which was uh, mentioned from before. The wiping for uh, not wiping, or but like actually like running the hand over the over the limb that the water went over, which was mentioned before, which is also condition of the validity of wudu. Until a person does so for the whole for the whole body. أن يكون الماء أخذه من جسده عوده بالماء ودلكه بيده حتى يعب جميع جسده ويتابع عمق سرته وتحت حلق حلقه ويخلل شعره شعر لحيته وتحت جناحه وبين إليته ورفغيه وتحت ركبته وأسافل رجليه uh, um, so uh, a person, if there is a spot that they have doubt that they may have missed, then uh, 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 that the water may not have reached and the dalk may not have reached, um, then that person should pour a little bit more water on it again and uh, 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 rub it with his hand uh, until he uh, has poured water over and rubbed his uh, or her entire body. Um, so the dalk, by the way, the dalk doesn't have to be with your hand. It just has to be with something. You can use a washcloth. You can use a stick. If, for example, uh, you have trouble and you have an assistant, they can help you with it, right? Some people, like you know, elders, you see that people will wash their feet with wudu, right? So this is one of those ways you can like, you know, like do the like like score like jannah type of things. Like when your parents or your elders or one of them a shaykh or whatever become old, you know, sometimes they have trouble doing these things. So you you know tell your mama like you know. I'll wash your feet for you. You know, that's kind of hard for her to like maintain the like, you know, uh, uh, desi parent level of hatred that they've kept strong for the whole, you know, for their whole life. At that point, it kind of breaks and like, okay, you're not a complete loser. You know, like those are the few times in your life that you have. So you have to strike when the iron's hot. Uh, I know I'm trying to like, you know, force a little Sufism into the fiqh dars, but like at any rate, that's also a valid way of making dalk. Um, you know, so much so if there's a spot in your back, like not everyone can do it. If I'm, it's a good day, I can touch my fingers. One way it's easier than the other, I can touch my hands behind my back. Uh, but not everyone can do that. You know, so if there's a spot that you can't get, you can do something very easy, like go in the shower, rub your, rub that spot of your back against the wall or something like that. The delk is valid. And on top of that, if in any, for any reason, in any uh, occasion, the delk is not possible uh, uh, then it's excused if you're not able to do it it's excused um, uh, and that's not it's not this is not by the way a universal rule there are certain things that are not like that so for example um, the the the, the masala, one of the unique masala of Malik is that imagine if someone is locked in for example a a plastic box God forbid and protect us right in which you don't have any water to make wudu or ghusl, and there's nothing you can make tayammum from, because you can't make tayammum from plastic. We'll get to the chapter of tayammum later, right? In that case, faqidut tahurain, the salat is no longer 
no longer wajib on you. That's Malik's fatwa is, is that you neither do it nor do you make it up. It's just not wajib on you because of your inability to, uh, to, to do one of the two uh, processes of purification. Um, so this whole idea of like if you can't do it, it's excused. It's not. It, it's not across the board. There are certain things that are like very scorched earth level of like necess- necessary, and if they don't happen, then like a lot of stuff breaks down. But this is not dalk is not one of them. Dalk, if you're unable to do it, then uh, the part of it that you're unable to do is excused. Another another like I guess related masala has to do with like bandages and splints. So if a person has a cast, that the water will mess up. Or if a person has a bandage that's, uh, you know, the wound has to be, uh, it's bandaged and, and if water gets in it, it will cause infection or delay in the healing of it. Then you're excused from, you're excused even from washing those areas. So what you'll do is like, you know, you'll, if you're able to, you wipe your, your you, sorry, you wet your hand and you downgrade from ghusl to masah. From, from from washing to wiping that you just take your wet hand with the with the fresh water and you just wipe over it uh, if you're able to if that's not even possible as well then further relaxation in that issue can happen as well like a splint you don't have to wash a splint if it's going to mess it up um, so that's that's that um, in fact since we're on the topic I was looking <coughs> up this you know this thing about like a woman patting her head with her braids with water. I spent like an hour reading it, reading like the different masail that are connected to it. Because khilaf al qiyas, right? The qaida one would expect that she 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 should be she should be required to open her braids and actually like wash her head like a man would be, right? Um, and uh, uh, the it's actually not it's actually not the case. It's actually not the case to the point where even the uh, what you call. The uh, 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 there is mansus alehi exception for the the person who has a ring that's so tight that the water can't get into it that they're not required to make the harik move it or move it around. Obviously, if it's so tight that the water can't come in, even to make the harik to move it back and forth in order for water to get in under it, is itself a type of takalluf. And uh, Ibn Rushd himself, uh, uh, the Jad, he he actually. Uh, he actually wrote that you should move your ring back and forth, and then the mashaykh of the madhab, they're like, no, that's not the madhab, that's just you trying to do the rules according to your understanding. Um, and so I just read about that, because, you know, as a as a person of knowledge, it's okay, like, you know, you don't have to lie and say that the madhab is you have to move the ring, but it's okay to be like, yeah, this doesn't make sense to me. At some point, you know, try to, like, wait for that point to be after you've studied for some time. Rather than like, you know, whatever your third time at Maliki Fiqh class. But, uh, you know, the ulama used to do that. They were not like blind blind followers and things like that. Each of them is like, a, you know, even though they, w- they would not, they would not uh, make this claim. But there's so many, there's so many hundred legions of ulama that each of them, uh, their ilm was enough that they could have claimed ijtihad in their own right. And many of them, uh, it's not just a matter of, it's not just a matter of them... Uh, uh, out of their humility, not doing so, many of them just end up, uh, uh, you know, their, their their understanding will lead them to lead them to accept the madhab as being right. And then in a couple of issues, they'll they'll be like, I don't I don't understand how this works. It should the way it makes sense to me should be the other way. Allahu uh, So much so to the point that Abu Imran Abu Imran al Fasi, the like legendary Mufti al Fas, like. Like level seven, like Jedi Master Maliki. Okay, 
Did, did you 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 heard the you heard the 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 one where he clowns the 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 like goofy sufis that the, I there's a fatwa from the Mi'yar where yeah I, I yeah, send yeah. you the yeah. pages in the Mi'yar yeah, I have yeah. The pages yeah so that was Abu Imran right so yeah. Abu Imran he actually mentions this is a this is a nice this is a nice masala mashallah that the young men in Dars will enjoy and so will the other people of all ages and genders back home will enjoy. That somebody asked Abu Imran about a bride who is done up uh, for her wedding and she's spending her seven days of her honeymoon uh, with her, uh, with her uh, groom and her hair is like done really nicely and it's filled with like uh, perfume and like whatever it's beautified to such a point where if she takes a shower she's going to do like whatever her like $500 hairdo is going to be like washed in the drain. You know, is there any dispensation for her? And he writes that uh, he writes that yeah, she can she can wipe over her head and her body, uh, meaning that she doesn't have to use such a such a huge amount of water that it's going to wash the 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 it's going to wash the perfume out. Uh, rather, she can wet her hand and wipe as long as she makes makes gets over like the surface of her head, just like and he just, and it's in the dimen of mentioning this mess of a woman patting over her braids that she should be able to like that just wipe over her whole body without having so much using so much water that it, it, it completely uh, takes all the wonderful you know whatever and other wonderful perfumes out of her body and uh, um, well obviously having to remove najasat and things like that so the sahib uh, nafrawi the sahib al-fawakah dawani is like uh, this is not the madhab, <laughs> you know. Like he goes, yeah, she has to, she has to wash, wash all, all of it out. And uh, uh, you know, the only thing that excuses a person washing is darura. Is like, right? Darura is necessity, but not like, oh, I really have to get this, or I really have to do it. But like, you'll die, or you'll lose a limb, or like, you'll lose your job, or become homeless. Like level of necessity, right? Um, and then afterward, when I'm looking up the mas'ala in, uh, in, uh, in the Hashi of the Suqi, he mentions the same thing that, uh, uh, that, uh, uh, that Abu Imran mentions, and then and, uh, agreeing with it, and then he also mentions what Abu Imran mentioned as well. So, and then I'm reading it, I'm like, man, if I had a problem with the <laughs> patting over the head thing, this just like kicked it up to a, a whole new level. And if I want to be hardcore about fiqh, I'm not going to be more hardcore about Maliki fiqh than Abu Imran. So there's... Fiqh is interesting and wonderful, inshallah. And I hope that, like, mashallah, those of you who are listening, if, you know, will one day or can, will continue to make wonderful brides uh, and or grooms, inshallah, for one another. Uh, and uh, I politely request that you wash your body. Uh, <laughs> so, so he continues. He says, as long as you get the entire, as long as you get the entire body, uh, 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 but yeah, again, I'm not gonna, you know, who's gonna, who's gonna, who's gonna, like, you know, one on one with Abu Imran, man. He would, uh, I would say, you know, you can't compare him. There's no Michael Jordan or LeBron James who is good at, at basketball enough that they can be a similar level of uh, good at fiqh that we can make tashbih between him and them. Uh, make sure you get inside of your belly button. Uh, uh, and Allah, Allah knows best, you know. Perhaps this was written for innies. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, make sure you get the inside of your belly button, uh, whatever stuff is in there. Uh, under your throat. 
uh, 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 make sure you get your hand, your fingers up inside of your your beard uh, 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 that they touch the actual skin uh, under your your beard and that you get between the beard hairs that you wash your underarms uh, in between the 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 uh, uh, the nether uh, uh, two cheeks uh, 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 um Take a look at something real quick here. Yeah, okay. So, uh, and he, uh, continuing, he says, so he says, uh, get inside your beard, under your arms, between the uh, the two cheeks, uh, on the backside, and uh, and in the space between your thigh and your groin make sure to wash all of that stuff don't just trust that the water f went through make sure to make dalk and things like that that you don't miss a spot over there and underneath your your knees the sometimes it dries out so make sure the water gets in there um make sure that you get the bottoms of your feet that the the, the dry cracks are not too much for you to get um again the cracks of the feet um you don't have to, some people, again, the cracks in their feet are deeper than others. Uh, I see many of us, uh, uh, our feet are very elegant um, to the point where we probably would have get jock, got jacked by Jesse James. Uh, uh, um, anyone here not get the reference? He's a robber, but he, was, he considered himself to be a man of principle, so he said, I never robbed from three people. I never robbed from a woman. I never robbed from a, a man who worked for a living, meaning like you could look at someone's hands and their feet and see like who does manual labor and who is like a clerk or a desk job or whatever. So I never robbed a woman. I never robbed someone who worked for a living and I, I never robbed a southerner. Uh, uh, the last of which in my book disqualifies him from the first two. But yeah, so so people who have those shukuk, you don't have to stick your finger into, into the shak, the, the crack in your feet. It's enough to make sure the water goes in that you can visually see that the water went in deep enough that it's absorbed into it. The whiteness of the dry, the, the dry part of, uh, of your feet is not, uh, is, 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 is uh, I guess, uh, has become wet and it's gone now. Um, <clears throat> and actually the fuqaha mentioned that that's, because I was, remember I was like, oh, I'm tripping out because why does a woman not have to undo her braids and why is it enough for her, for her to just pat Pat the pat the, uh, the the top of her head until the water gets into it. Um, they, one of the one of the arguments in one of the shuruhat that I was reading um, is that it's it's like the cracks in the feet. There's takalluf. I guess you could force a person to stick their like pinky up into the like a crack in the foot, but that's just not like it should be obvious to people why that's not that shouldn't be necessary. And uh, so they're making qiyas between one thing and the other. There's a lot of things, by the way, when you read fiqh, you may, it may not make sense to you. You may not understand it. And it's okay to say it doesn't make sense to me. But don't think just because it, that's one of the reasons I said that, like, you know, wait, a, wait to make judgment until you've studied for a couple of years uh, uh, and have some, a little bit more depth in your mastery. Because uh, like Ghazali mentions, this is a, a type of foolishness to think that just because it didn't make sense to me doesn't, it doesn't mean that it doesn't make sense. 
uh, a person should uh, out of their uh, um, it's not and it's not just sufic humility it's actually rational uh, a rationally valid uh, 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 you know consideration that a person should you know should entertain the possibility that I just don't understand it like it makes sense but I don't get it right now um, in the same way that perhaps like whatever the Pythagorean theorem or the quadratic equation doesn't make sense to you at first or you wonder what is it where did it come from and then somehow you progress further in your mathematics you're like oh yeah this all actually does make sense you know um, so which is which is fine there's nothing wrong with entertaining all those things at the same time um, that to admit it doesn't make sense to you but also admit that it may make sense even though it doesn't make sense to me so uh, so make sure you get the bottoms of your feet uh, 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 make sure you get between your fingers how wonderful and then at the end of everything a person can wash their feet uh, and thereby completing their whistle and completing their their wudu in the same act uh, um, and so this question comes up so may as well uh, before someone asks it may as well just uh, get to it someone's like well what if I'm making wudu obviously it only applies to the men what if I'm making wudu and I touch my uh, uh, sorry I'm making ghusl and I touch my private part does that mean I have to start the ghusl from the beginning again and touching the private part breaks wudu it doesn't break ghusl so your ghusl is still going on, it's unaffected by it. So even if you touch your private part and you finish the ghusl and wash your feet and everything, then you're no longer in janaba. You're no longer in major ritual impurity. However, you have to make your wudu again. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind because that question oftentimes it frequently comes up. Uh, and then we add will be we will be atrafiha, uh, and a person should be just careful not to touch uh, his uh, 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 private part, the male member, uh, as opposed to like the the scrotum or or other private parts, which it doesn't break wudu. It's just the the dhakar, It's just the 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 the, the penis itself. Uh, again, we explicitly you mention it because of the need for uh, precision. Otherwise, it's better not to. Uh, not to be so blunt in talking about uh, these things, uh, because it's um, it's, it's uh, contrary to haya, uh, which is something I guess nobody has anymore. So we don't appreciate. But like, if you kind of like stop using bad words and like stop joking about explicit things or whatever for like a month, and then come, you come back to it, then you feel that this is like excessive. That's by the way. Uh, fahsh in action is 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 um, those things that are that are like like sexually deviant. Fahsh in kalam, or is uh, fahsh means tajawuz al had that there's like a normal set of parameters in which people uh, behave, and when you like completely like completely disregard them, and fahsh in kalam is 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 cussing and using like extreme language, um, whether it's sexual in nature or not, and uh, uh, so. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. In general, it's it's a person. It's 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 virtuous for a person not to be fahish, but it's not considered fahish when you have to like legal things are they're te they're technical. So sometimes you have to mention things like that. Even in the Sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, you'll see that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, will often use euphemisms for things, right? 
Um, so, uh, like, there's a hadith that comes in the sunnah that a man doesn't have to make wudu hatta yajlis abayna shu'abiha al-arba'ah until he's making, until he uh, sits between the four branches, uh, between her four branches, uh, which is what? It's, a, it's, a, it's an expression, it's a polite way of saying sexual intercourse. So I remember when I was reading a, a, a hadith in madrasa, you have like some really pious kids, mashallah, from the village and things like that. And some of these kids literally have never seen the aura of a, of a non-mahram woman. Like really pious kids. So, uh, 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 you know, one of them is like, Sheikh, what does this mean? And uh, I, w- I, I, I wasn't a sheikh. I'm still not a sheikh. But that, for whatever reason, that was my nickname. Because when I first, uh, uh, when I first came to Pakistan, I would go to the Khanqah. And uh, I was unfamiliar un- with the standard Desi address terms for the ulama. So instead, instead of saying Hazrat or Molana uh, or, or uh, uh, you know, Piriji or whatever for, for the sheikh, I would just call him sheikh. And it was funny in the majlis. It would be funny. And so the, the sheikh himself would, he, he started calling me sheikh again. So the nickname stuck. So it's not, you know, so it's not... It's in fact not not in any way, shape, or form a, a matter of fakhr, but it's a type of uh, endearment in recognition of my incompetence, uh, uh, and I'll take that. So, so one of the students is like, Sheikh, uh, 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 what does this mean? I'm like, you know, jalasa bina shu'abihal arba. You know what I mean? And he's like, he's like, no, I don't get it. I'm like, you know, jalasa bina shu'abihal arba. You know what I mean? And he's like, no, I don't get it. You know. So <laughs> anyway, Rasulullah he used to he used to he used to use he used to use uh, um, he used to use uh, uh, euphemisms for some of these things, and it's good. There's khair in it. There's good in it. It's a sign that you're a gentle person, that you're hayyin and layyin. You're not a you're not like just like a person going around and like uh, uh, shanking people either physically or with your words. And I f- I know there are many people who find it ironic that I'm saying it. Even if I don't, you know, if you don't find me a, 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 to be a, a good example for these things, then go find someone else who is. Uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the uswatun hasana or the iswatun hasana if you read Warsh. Uh, 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 and so he wasn't like that. But, but, he at times would be explicit. Uh, and it's when the, uh, uh, the, the conveyance of the message of wahi was needed by it. So it was an exception, it was not the rule. So that's why, you know, even if you hear me say, say certain things, it's very interesting, actually, American audiences are completely, like, desensitized. Um, even in dars, I can say certain things, and I, I only realized this after going to, like, the Rihla, um, where there are people from parts of the Muslim world, and there are people from Europe that are closer to the Muslim world, so they go back, like, frequently three, four times a year, and they're culturally more close to the Muslim world. And they're like, oh my God, this guy has like absolutely no tact whatsoever. And he said this, and he said that, he said this. And, he, and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, it's not a big deal. In America, no one ever said anything about it, but they're very sensitive about it. And I recognize it's my bad, actually. It was a good experience to like be uh, 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 kind of dressed down for that. We should, we, should, we should be a little bit more delicate with the way we, with the, with the way we speak uh, about things. But here, uh, you know, and the exception to the rule is what? When it's necessary to convey some sort of meaning. So the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, for example, there's 70 some odd different branches of riba uh, or different types of riba uh, the least of which is uh, is 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 uh, worse with Allah ta'ala than uh, committing zina with your own mother uh, and uh, that's not those are not you know there are some people who are like you know like 
you know, everything is mother effort. Even their best friend is mother effort. Maybe they even call their own mother a mother effort. You know, who knows? That's like, that's their, uh, that's their, that's their, that's just their speech. You know, that's just how they talk. Rasulullah wasn't like that. You know, he wouldn't come anywhere close to that. You know, uh, the amount of, there's nobody, nobody in history that, you know, uh, uh, stressed more to uh, respect your mother than the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nobody, nobody. Um, you know, the Prophet Wasallam. even Hallmark doesn't, has nothing on the Prophet Wasallam when it comes to how much he stresses, you know, respecting your mother. Uh, uh, um, uh, and uh, there's also nobody who was, you know, ashaddu min al-adra'i fi khidriha. They had more haya, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When people would speak about these things explicitly, he himself would like turn his face away. It was too much, he could not. And, and, it's, and it's not even that he doesn't have relations with his wives or anything, you know. But just bringing it up that there's an occasion for that. An occasion is not when you're hanging out with your homies. It's like a, a matter of intimacy. It's a secret between a man and a woman that they enjoy together and nobody else enjoys with them. So, uh, but, 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 you know, when the, the, the necessity of conveying the meanings of wahi were there, then he would, he would say it. He would say it as well. But that's an exception, not the rule. Uh, and Allah Ta'ala, uh, 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 you know, forgive us for, for whatever excess we made. And also... Uh, guide us to uh, uh, not say what we shouldn't say, which is like the mistake people make 85% of the time. And then the other 15% of the time, the mistake is what? Uh, not be silent when we should have said something. Man sakata akhras. The one who is, uh, uh, who is quiet when it's time to say the haq, that person is a tongueless shaitan. It's attributed to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa but the muhaddithin uh, uh, have, make a good case for the attribution not being, not being sound. But at any rate, it's true one way or the other, whether or not it's a sound hadith. Uh, so, uh, 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 <clears throat> so uh, uh, he says he says that if you touch your penis with the inside of your hand, and then by extension, which is not part of the text, but by by from the sides of your hand or your fingers, uh, as well. Um, then a person should just repeat the wudu again. <laughs> the person will have finished their ghusl, but they should just repeat their wudu. So he says that as, if the limbs are still wet, basically, you don't even have to use new water. Just wipe over the wetness that's already on the limbs. Sallallahu ta'ala ala rasulihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.